It is the duty of the free man to resist tyranny at every turn. Every man will either watch his freedom stripped away or take action to protect what he loves. Introducing the A3, the newest revolutionary body armor from Armored Republic. The A3 is the new standard for lightweight multi-hit body armor. A3 plates are incredibly light at 4.6 pounds. The patented design captures fragmentation while remaining multi-hit capable. The A3 will stop up to M80 ball, yet comes in at only 0.7 inches thick. The A3 is the thinnest NIJ.06 compliant or certified composite standalone plate that includes the drop test. The A3 is the first of its kind, patent pending, that combines an alloy strike face with polyethylene backing, revolutionizing body armor technology by providing strength and durability while remaining sleek and maneuverable. The A3 is the new standard in lightweight body armor. The fight against tyranny just got stronger. Day four of no Pastor Toby. No, day three. Day that's, he's that's on not Monday. Pastor Toby. That's not Pastor Toby. Oh. Hey, y'all. It's Thursday. Welcome to Cross Politics. Chuck Knox, Gabe, and Steven. Steven Wolf. There we go. That's, that's right. it. That's Thanks it. Hey, we're going to be live in Wenatchee um, this Friday. We actually got talks in the afternoon starting at three and four o'clock. Toby's going to be talking about the civic wobble, and I'm going to be talking about the church pandemic. And then we're going to be doing an evening show with Pastor Wilson and Ben Merkel at our third new location this week. Our third new location. Apparently, huh. that we get, keep getting canceled by churches. So uh, we actually, might, churches, because we keep we getting booked have. at churches mm-hmm. to have the show, and then we got to go to another church because the church cancels us, and then now we're at our third church. So we're going to be at the East Wenatchee First Baptist <laughs> Church, uh, 1700 Grant uh, Road, East Wenatchee. 1700 Grant Road, so that's East Wenatchee. First Baptist Church. We're sorry to keep changing the venue on you, but uh, that we're we we had to. So this means we no show coming Friday. Then there's no going to be no show Friday. We'll we'll not be dropping a show at a regular time, but we'll be recording a live show, and then we'll probably drop it Saturday mm. or Sunday night or something like that. Yeah. So this no is Friday where, show. This is where Pastor Toby would normally jump in and do the ad, and so now it's yeah, I'm supposed it's right. your turn. Today's yeah. culture shifts like sand, but New St. Andrews College is established on Christ, the immovable rock. Don't sift like sand. It is a primary institution that forges evangelical leaders. Oh, I'm sorry. This is why Pastor Toby does this. This is because premier and so or primary. I I mean, you can do primary, primary or premier. No, what it is is that I didn't get my James White on, and that's that's the problem. Yeah, it is a primary institution that forges Mm. evangelical leaders who don't fear or hate the world. Guided by God's word, they take the world back because they're equipped with the genius of classical liberal arts and God honoring wisdom. See what happens when I get my James White on. Yeah, 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 yeah. You slowed down. You took a breath. Yeah. <laughs> thanks to faculties that are that, thanks to the faculty that are dedicated to academic rigor and to God's kingdom. Find out more at nsa.edu. That's nsa.edu. I said of course, that part. As, as you guys already know, Stephen Wolf's in the in the house, and he's got a book coming out called "The Case for Christian Nationalism." Uh, Stephen Wolf, thank you for joining us, man. Appreciate you flying all the way out from North Carolina, yeah. especially to be on Cross Politics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, you're Great. you're welcome. So you wrote you wrote the the case for Christian nationalism. Obviously, this has kind of been a uh, this is a timely book. It's been the 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 conversation has been heating up nationally probably for like really the last two and a half years yeah. on this issue. 
Um, first, why did why did you write the case for Christian nationalism? You know, it's it's one of those things where people ask, like, why are you why are you taking this term that people use as like a term of derision to attack people as uh, something to label people? And the the, the conservative uh, the conservative impulse is to just deny whatever you're accused of, mm-hmm. you know. And but as I thought about it. Like, what do Christians need as, uh, what do we need to act in in this world to actually take our institutions, our public institutions for Christ, Mm -hmm. to order this earthly life to heavenly life? Well, we need this assertive will to do that. Mm -hmm. And something that that the kind of tradition of nationalism, what it's recognized is that there needs, is that there's a national will for for life. There's a a sort of will to live at the national level. Mm. And so... With Christian nationalism, it's a it's a good opportunity to address that uh, the idea of a national will uh, and for its good. Mm-hmm. And but, but what does that look like uh, with proper theology, reformed yep. tradition? So that that's kind of why I wanted to write the book. You know, and, we, and use that term. You know, so you remember when? Um, oh man, we were doing a documentary founders um, uh, by what standard? And I remember years ago working through some of the social justice issues and social justice stuff. And I, and as we were working on the doc, you know, we were hitting critical race theory and what was going on with that and this new term that it came around. And out of nowhere, the book list for um, titles called critical race theory were everywhere mm-hmm. because it became such a hot topic. And so whether or not people were really concerned about the issue of critical race theory, it really didn't matter to them. What they only cared about was just like the get out there in the market and to be able to have some sort of presence in the market. Just tell me you're not doing that with this. No, no, no. Please. No. Yes no. and no. He's number one on Amazon right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is, it is a timely moment for it. it is, it could appear as if uh, I'm t- kind of taking advantage of, of a popular term. But I think if, if you read the book, it's it's not just regurgitated reform political thought. Mm. It's it certainly relies upon that. I mean, it's unmistakable who I'm, who I quote, who I cite, who I uh, just all over the place. But it it actually is a uh, like a real I think Christian nationalism, and it's an appropriate term. Uh, and uh, so in that sense, I guess it's just lucky for me that the that the. Uh, so you can say you've been Christian nationalism nationalist before it was cool. Then that was. That's but, I mean, I guess be, before I even realized the term, because I, I remember one day just thinking through, like, lean the, into that mic a little. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. I, I just remember just thinking through what uh, that that term, and I'm thinking, I I am a Christian nationalist. Like that that is an appropriate term to describe my political thought. So then, what what you, you got woke. How would you define nationalism? Because okay. that's kind of important. Yeah. So nationalism, I, the way I approach it is not from a historical perspective, meaning like most people, when yeah, they okay. think nationalism, they think let's, let's think of a bunch of cases and let's analyze those historical cases and then come up with a definition. Or you think Rousseau? Yeah, I mean, you could think of like French Revolution. Um, you, you could think, um, yeah, you could think you know, obviously fascism and, and other forms of, of nationalism. Um, but that's not how I approached it. As I as I take it, the ism of nationalism is that is a nation who's self conscious of itself as a nation. So there, there's a there's a kind of a collective sense of of we that 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 we as a people as a collective entity exist, and then it's saying we are then going to arrange ourselves for our good. 
and that good includes earthly and heavenly life. So that's the that's the definition I'm using. So when people think nationalism, they again they expect me to denounce fascism and all these things. But that's really not the perspective I'm coming from. So are you defining then really a nation? It's it's a sort of thing a nation does. It's like the, it's a uh, when you have a nation, it's again like I said that they, they uh, people are aware of our, our ourselves and themselves as a people, and they say, well, as a people, we want our good. Like we mm-hmm. want to seek our good. And and in that sense, that like the definition isn't isn't that like uh, interesting itself because every yeah I mean pe- people like. Uh, Nations create governments, and what do they do that for? Well, they order themselves for their good. And I'm just Mm -hmm. saying, well, Mm -hmm. what's unique about it is it's a Christian nationalism where we're not just seeking our temporal good, we're also seeking our heavenly good as a people. Are are you using national? can you use, in in your way of thinking, nationalism and nation kind of interchangeably or sort of synonymous almost? Uh, no, I think because I think you can talk about the nation as as itself uh, okay. apart from the nationalism. I mean, it's it's one of those things where yeah, they kind of go together well, but I think you can separate them. Uh, and that's what I do what in the you, book. What yeah. would you say when you know are we a Christian nation? Um, what would you say? Uh, you know, should we be a Christian nation versus you know do we want some uh, some Christian nationalism? Are you are you making a distinction there? No, so I think it, like you need you need a Christian nation for Christian nationalism. Uh, and so, um, you, you need the, 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 people have to be kind of self-conscious of themselves as a Christian people that, uh, we're, we're people, you know, uh, in Christ. Mm-hmm. And, and so then the Christian nation, uh, with regard to nationalism or Christian nationalism is that Christian people saying, we're going to establish public institutions and we're going to, uh, you know, public institutions to order us to the things of the Christian life. So is, is a Christian nation is that like the umbrella, the structure, and Christian nationalism is kind of like the will and the soul. Is that? Yeah, I mean, like the the, the nationalism is kind of like the it's it would be the the, the laws that we we create it would be the 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 Christian magistrate the culture that, maybe. Yeah, it'd be the culture as well. Okay. Uh, okay. I mean, the the sort of things that we do. Like that's how I kind of define it's 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 those laws and it's those kind of the culture that we have. Where uh, and and but, the but, nation I mean, would be the structure or the uh, the. Yeah, I mean the, the na- so like think of the like, like think of the Christian like the Christian family. So you like a regular natural families man man and woman expecting or having kids. Okay, that's like the natural family as God created. The uh, the Christian family is not any different than that in itself fundamentally, but it, it's a family that does Christian things. They worship together, they forgive one another in Christ, they pray together, and all, all the sort of things we identify as kind of Christian practices. Mm-hmm. And they understand themselves as a Christian family because it, as an entity, they're, they're ordering themselves um, to Christ as a family. And when I say that, that, like, that, that, like, that will to be a Christian family in action, like what you actually do, that's the sort of like Christian familyism, I guess you can call it. <laughs> yeah. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, I'm I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I know uh-huh. like the distinction's not obvious. We just but call I'm, it Presbyterianism. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, I, I know it's, it's kind of an academic uh, distinction, but uh-huh. it's, I, I just think it's important for you, that we have to first like have this, I, this like self-identification as a Christian family as, and then analogously to the, the nation itself. Like we have to say, we are a Christian nation. It's going to be a Christian nation. We're going to secure it as a Christian nation, uh, and we're uh, we're going to be have self confident assertion with with regard to that. And we're going to exclude what isn't Christian or what what's opposed to God. Have so, have, have we already been there? Like yeah, technically, America is a Christian yeah. nation, right? Yeah. 
technically? or So you wouldn't look at America right now and say, oh, we, we already are there. That already has been the case with America. I, I think that, yeah, I, I think there's parts of America that, that can come to like a self-conscious uh, sense of being a Christian nation. You don't think the founding of America was a self-conscious? The I mean that's a big discussion, but yeah, but I, mean, I, just, I think well I, I should say that I think the, the just pe- say yes yes okay yes, yes. <laughs> I, I won't get I won't like you know nerd out on this but I mean, I, I'm I'm kind of intrigued though no but it's I think the people themselves that the, the Americans at the founding and throughout the uh, 1800s and in the 1900s thought of themselves as a Christian nation and right. when so like in the 1860s when when people were proposing have, adding like a Christian amendment to the constitution, mm-hmm. the argument wasn't, Oh, we're not a Christian nation. We should be. It was like, we are a Christian nation. Now, why isn't it why in our we... governing, uh, governing documents? So there was already that assumption built in. And even when you get into like the social gospel guys in the like early, like late, late night, um, 19th century or 20th century, mm-hmm. those guys, like I would disagree with them in theology and all sorts of things, but they were like, hey, we're a Christian nation. Why aren't we acting like this? Why aren't we yeah. implementing uh, Christian social ethics into our policy? Yeah. So there was already that assumption for years. And I, I, and, uh, I think it wasn't until recently. I mean, I think the Supreme Court killed it. So mm-hmm. in, in really? the, when they denied public uh, prayer, basically when they stripped religion <laughs> from— Yeah, well, even before that. I mean, uh-huh. the, going back to the 40s. I mean, there were just a few decades of where— the that's, Supreme that's where Court. Jeff Schaefer points out. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and it just uh-huh. stripped it. So now, to the if you go to the average person and say, uh, "What do you think about school prayer? Like having prayer in schools?" They'll be like, "That's crazy. You can't do that." Yeah. But if you talk to like an older boomer, they're like, "Yeah, we did that in school." Yeah. Uh, and it, it would it would have been normal prior to those years. It would have been just completely normal that there was some kind of prayer, some religious element to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that the Supreme Court just killed that and essentially secularized all public institutions and even people's own conception of their country. Yeah. But I, I don't think, but I think that we can still, there is the possibility, and this is, you know, one of these ideal things that, that Christians, and part of the point of the book is exactly this, is that we can go from being, what I say is a, like a Christian nation in itself, but to one that's for itself. So we we are there are a significant number of Christians in pockets of this country, and if these people go from being that kind of hidden or implicitly to actually self-identifying and explicitly, then they could say we are a Christian people and we're going to arrange ourselves as such, and they have the will for that. And so, so that's 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 the argument. So that, that so that, that, that that's actually really helpful because I was reading through your book. Is it part of it kind of? It assumed, well, at least as I was going through it, I haven't finished it yet. By the way, I got to say, I really enjoyed reading this. Um, I felt like in a lot of ways, someone laid out some, finally some really very basic um, biblical format to being a good Christian post-millennial theonomist. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Just wanted to make that clear. Do you agree with that? (laughs) No, I really, no, I'm I'm not joking. I really do feel like you did a really good job of saying, if you're going to be a Christian, you're going to live in America and God, the gospel works in such a way that people's hearts are converted and that the nation starts to see itself as this. This is how you're going to think through things. This is how you're going to operate with things. And these are the things that you're going to want to happen. You're going to want laws that reflect the kind of thing that creates human flourishing. And there's nothing better that creates human flourishing than Christianity. Right? Right, <laughs> That's right, the kind of right. thing that you're going to do. So, so I, I appreciate that. But it also had this, um, 
kind of taste that this is something that hasn't happened yet. But what you just said is that it's actually talking about being for itself, not necessarily that it's there, but people who stand up and say, hey, no, 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 this is what we want in our culture. This is what we want in our environment. Yeah, we need to. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's it. I I think that even even though there's declining religiosity and and, and, and seems to be in the United States, I think it's not, it's just a matter of, of, I think, will. It's a matter of saying we are Christians and and saying we're going to assert our good in this world. So we're and, those- and it's going to be through the institutions that God has established. So part of the argument is that civil government, civil law, these things are not just these like ad hoc additions to our life. They're actually very natural to us, and they're ordained by God, and we shouldn't be afraid of those. Like those should be—like God ordained that there would be government and civil law and culture— and nations for our good. And it, once we assume that, or once we realize that, then we can say, well, we're going to use those for our good. So then uh, what, what do laws in that Christian nation start to look like? Uh, I mean, most of the laws would just be basic human, human laws. Like you think of like traffic laws and you can think of all sorts of, but I mean, the, the distinctively Christian laws would be uh, laws that that um, like Sabbath laws that that make sure that uh, I that think, we used I think to have in our one. country. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some places yeah. still have some yeah. forms of them, yeah. and that that's obvious. I think that's like the most basic thing because if you're going to be a Christian country, like the the central principle point of life is worship, <laughs> and, right? Yeah. So it's going to be corporate worship, and what are you going to do? You're going to have laws that protect uh, that. protect yeah. the the undisturbed, you know, worship of God on Sunday. So that's like the most basic thing you're going to do. Uh, I mean, other things that, you know, like blasphemy laws, I know that's really controversial. And, and now with Twitter. me. Now you just got <laughs> yeah, into yeah, it. Yeah. But no, I mean, we, got it, we got excited about yeah, it when we saw like, that, right? Oh, oh, see what I'm saying? You're going, yeah. you're doing really good like here, Stephen. Right? Um, yeah. You're doing great. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you are in Moscow right now. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, there should be, but this is the thing is that one of the, I guess the place I differ from probably more typical theonomic position is I think that each place can have its own its own set of laws that are that are that are very characteristic of that place. Mm-hmm. So, so in America, we have a a long tradition of religious liberty, uh, and I I think that that as Americans, it would be odd to then to go to like Geneva, like go back to Geneva. That 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 wouldn't fit with. I mean, at least it just it doesn't seem it would fit. Mm-hmm. Um, but we I think we could. Uh, Go back to like the founding era, where you did have some established churches and states, like de facto established establishments, uh, where you did have blasphemy laws, you did have Sabbath laws, and there was this Christian self-conception. And I, so I think as Americans, we can return to that sort of thing. But whereas other other countries, that would look different because but it's still of their own characteristics be based on God's law. I don't law. see the problem. It'd still be based on God's law. It's just kind of good and necessary consequence in yeah. that nation. Okay. I'm right? following more like King Alfred, how he set up. You know, he had the, the land that the law that was there in the land. He had Deuteronomy law, and then there was, of course, um, how we merge this together and figure out what how what works for us and the people of the land. Yeah. In keeping with God's law, that's there as well. So I don't okay. think I don't have a problem. But, but God's gotcha, law gotcha. is the foundation for how that looks. Still, whether you're in the U.S. or in Russia. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, because the the law, the God's God's moral law is the only rule to our to life and happiness. Yeah. And so, if you use any, if if nothing else, 
if you use some other standard, you guys like that word standard, right? I see what you if did. You use any other, standard, <laughs> what's up now? <laughs> if you use any other standard uh, to to create law, you're actually going to harm people because mm-hmm. the only thing that's actually good is going to be God's moral law. So every every civil law has to be a determination based upon that that moral. Well, you preaching yeah. to me, brother. I, know, I don't know. Yeah. What you're so, Go out, so, get this book right now. I don't care what you're doing. So, um, but the common response is, well, why does your religion get to dictate what happens in our country? You know, why does the Christian religion get yeah, to yeah. dictate? Why we should be more secular so all the religions feel happy? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean that. I guess that could, walk into uh, it. Walk into the trap. <laughs> walk into the trap. Well, no. Um, again, that, that that's the that's our our secularist impulse, and yeah. that's what what was I think once uh, in this country not a common impulse, but within right. the last few few decades, that's become the standard response. Is that wait we you know we don't do that, and so most Christian like so just recently, I was I was talking about this book with someone I just met. It was a a, a Christian. And he's like a, a Baptist. I just, you know, talked to him and, and he, uh, I, I said, yeah, I wrote this book on Christian nationalism. And, and it's like, oh yeah. He's like, I'd love to have a, you know, have a Christian society and, and, and uh Christian that this and that. But then we kind of got into it and I was like, well, no, I, I'm talking about like using civil power to, uh, to sustain this, like to use law mm-hmm. and that, and that we're going to say, no, this land, this piece of dirt is Christian dirt in a sense. And we're going to keep it that way. And no one's going to change it. Like they have that kind of resolve. Yeah. And and at first he's like, "Whoa, you're taking it back." But then he thought about it, and he's like, "Oh, I like that." But no one's actually made that 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 step. Everyone kind of likes the idea. Not everyone, but many people like the idea of a Christian country, Christian society, Christian yeah. morals, all that. But then you say, "Wait, that takes power." Like you, if you're gonna have right. a, if you're gonna have a public school, you have to say this is a Christian. You know, public th- th- school, this yeah, is going to yeah. have some kind of role in catechizing. It could whatever, yeah. whatever that's going to be. Yeah. But, um, and that's it. And, and there can be exceptions and exemptions. So if someone's not a Christian, you, can, you don't force someone to be a Christian. You can't do that. But if someone's Jewish or Muslim, they can go to that public school, but it is a Christian school. Yeah. Um, and, and we could uh, be, be tolerant and allow exceptions. You know, so, but, but nevertheless, like the norm, like the way we approach it is that today is that there's the secularist norm. And yep. we're the Christians who oh, we need our exemption. We're the exemption. We need our exemption. Yep. We need our uh-huh. exception. Mm-hmm. And that's how we frame everything. And it's a matter of switching that and say, no, mm-hmm. Christianity is the norm of these institutions. And you're the exception. Right. Like, you're the exemption. You talk to me about the exemptions. And having that kind of assertiveness is exactly what I'm, I'm trying to say. Knox, so, real quick, let me, let me read this ad. Okay, go ahead. Get, yeah. Yeah, I want to I I turn the corner here on this one. Um, Armory Republic. The mission of Armory Republic is to honor Christ by equipping free men with tools of liberty necessary to preserve God-given rights. We're talking about this, Stephen. In, in the Armored Republic, there is no king but Christ. We are free craftsmen. Body armor is a tool of liberty. We create tools of liberty. Free men must remain ever vigilant against tyranny wherever it appears. God has given us the tools of liberty needed to defend the rights that are bestowed upon us in a Christian republic. Armored Republic is honored to offer you those tools. Visit them at AR500Armor, AR500Armor.com. And Christmas is coming up. I mean, come on, come on, y'all. Armored Republic. Okay, so I got to ask, how are you going to, as I was reading through your, there's two things I want to talk to you about. I want to talk about ethnicity. Um, that, that's, that's a huge part of it. Yeah. But the other (laughs) thing I want to do, I think there's, there's this part where even Christians who want Christian laws or at least laws that they wouldn't say Christian laws, laws that are morally, you know, uh, have virtue in them, laws that have virtue in them. Um, 
they are going to have a hard time signing up for what you're talking about because they have theological problems that won't allow them to jump on board with things like maybe even the death penalty or Sabbatarian laws or are we killing people because they're picking up sticks? Theological, like, you know, when you talk about protecting um, religion or promoting the true religion that's out there, are we talking about Rick Warren, Joe Osteen? You know, who's hmm. who's which which Christianity is going to be lifted up to make these laws and which Christianity is going to be. And why um, is this Presbyterianism? <laughs> are we going John MacArthur or are we going R.C. Sproul? Who's who's who gets yeah. promoted in this? Yeah. So, again, this is a uh, you establish the principles and then you see what what it's like on the ground. And, uh, you know, and, and that's probably, have you seen history. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I know, I know. <laughs> Uh, but like Off with of, the infidels. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, part, part of the book is I just state the principles really, really up front. Yeah, and yeah. I, I wait till, well, you have to wait till the end to hear that it's, okay, you got to, you know, be prudent about these things. But uh, yeah, I, I, obviously there's going to be some like dead weight in this. <laughs> so uh, I think there can be, like in the American tradition, there can be a, like a pan-Protestantism, by which I mean that the, you can... You, the good thing Apostles about Apostles' Creed is the is the basis is the agreement. Yeah, because I mean, because Protestants, here. as opposed to like Roman Catholics, we can say you're Baptist. You know, we're we disagree. We go to different churches, mm-hmm. but we're still brothers in Christ. And, you know, like the, there's no like central institution that we have to all align with. You know, the Pope or whatever. Uh-huh. And so we can all we can all together say we're, this order, this this place. It may not be Presbyterian, may not be Anglican, may not be Baptist, whatever, but it's it's Protestant. Um, uh, and I, I mean, and there's also Roman Catholics. We can, so we could just say Christian, uh, yeah. but, um, and that, that would be kind of, I think you very, just made the Baptist American. brothers mad when he called Roman Catholics Christians. So, <laughs> there you go. So, you already done did so, it. Well, Stephen, can I push back just a little bit on this? Yeah, because yeah, sure. so then you got people who are looking at the law being instituted and say, what are you doing? The law is abolished. Why are yeah. you trying to use it in the civil mastery? You got a lot of people that come from that dispensational side, yeah. um, the, large part of America. How do you, how do you even though you have this? Yeah, we're Christian, and that's identity there. How do you get them to then start using things that their theology says is abolished? Well, I, I mean, if we're able, yeah, that they would just be tolerated dead weight, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what they would be. They would there's, be just there's the dead weight. Well, no, I, I'm, I'm. I mean, they would. Yeah. Be, I'm not saying they're not a like yeah. a true church. No, 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 not at all. Yeah. But yeah, if if you're able to create this if, if christian nationalism is successful then like i said you'd have presbyterians allied yeah. with anglicans allied with these more christian nationalist baptists which they exist and, yeah, they and do. the people who would oppose or not be comfortable with that would just be tolerated yeah. and mm. that's it so um and, and i mean like practically how, how do we bring that about it's again it's like part of the reason for this book and the conversation is hopefully convincing a large enough uh, amount of people yeah yeah and I, i'm hoping that I mean, if this did ha- did happen, you you you'd think that Christians would look around and say, "Yeah, I mean, I'd rather be in a Christian society than a non-Christian society." I mean, I, you'd think that like people would just, I, it 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 just it it surprises me to hear even. I mean, I don't. Russell Moore doesn't surprise me anymore. But like people like him, <laughs> no. ba- like like basically like thanking no. God for secularism and yeah. all this like David the, French. And, yeah, the yeah. moral absurdity yeah. that happens in the world. Like why, yeah. as someone who has f- like four young kids, yeah, like I'm constantly like my wife and I just know you can't like just and 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 we're. I mean we're we're. We, we, I guess we're you know I don't know we're able to kind of like discern these things, but most yeah. people, most like I don't nominal Christians or average Christian. They they don't they, they may not be able to discern as well 
what what is good and bad and what their kids are watching mm-hmm. what you know um that they may not have the money or even think that they should homeschool or send a private school they're sending their kids to public school and uh and it's it, it's kind of sad like well i mean to kind of i guess switch move a little bit to something else that if like if if it's all about loving your neighbor and also your your christian brother uh then you'd want to have social and political institutions mm-hmm. that do these things that some people can do like the top 10% can mm. can discern the times and That's pull their true. kids away right yeah. but uh, most people can't do that that's just the yeah. reality like that most people are average you know? yeah. right. and uh <laughs> and that's why you have these these public institutions that order people um mm-hmm. uh to to what's good for them and so I, I think that this is part of my argument is that like this is just good for people mm-hmm. and uh we should we should uh you know bring it about yeah you know for since the whole terminology of christian nationalism is has kind of come full force into our dialogue in our society my my proposal is okay do you want um secular nationalism or christian nationalism yeah i would much prefer a Christian nationalism. Most Christians, if they really thought not about it. Not everybody's Christian nationalism. Well, it, it's not even like would, secularist nationalism because that's just like, that's the promise of neutrality. Yeah, it's like right. moral absurdity nationalism <laughs> yeah, or something. That's, like that's it's good. Uh, yeah, yeah. moral insanity yeah. and moral insanitism. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Right. So, One thing though, I think that people have to figure out and need to understand is that when, when, when being a theonomist, people feel like there's like one way only. No, Part of the way that we get to the place that we need to get to is we hold to the foundations and to the principles and we work together through it yeah. until yeah. we say, okay, that's why we've had, guys, this is not new. We've had councils throughout <laughs> the working world history things. working yeah, through yeah. things of people who yeah. can come together, ecumenical council, people who can come together and say, how do we fix this? How do we operate through this? How do we struggle and wrestle through this yeah. until we come to a good place on this? All right. So let's talk about ethnicity. Okay. <sighs> why are you racist? <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> why is ethnicity so important to this? Okay, so the the importance for the reason why I, I have that chapter in there is, uh, which it, again I, I I don't it's not I don't rely on race at all um, on, on for that. Uh, and by ethnicity, I, I but you I, keep using the term ethnicity. I yeah I I but do that. You but aren't this, you aren't the, defining it. You aren't using it with color in yeah, mind. Yeah, I mean because people of like our our our, our racial categories just take white. Um, the majority of, of Swedish people are white. Mm-hmm. Um, the majority of, of, um, Germans are white. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're two different people groups. Ethnic. I mean, they're two ethnic. Yeah. ethnic. Yeah. So, so, and, and, but at the same time you have people who are not, who like, just take like, uh, like the UK, uh-huh. there are people who are culturally very British who are not like ancestrally from they're English. Uh-huh. They're maybe from India, or whatever. Uh-huh. But in terms of their actual culture, they're extreme. They're they're British. They're ethnic. And so yeah. yeah so it's yeah. actually the not only can the same race have multiple ethnies, the same the one ethnic can have different people of you know different race. They've mm-hmm. used the modern category. So so the 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 racial matter is extreme is extraneous is irrelevant to what I mean by it. Mm-hmm. But what I do mean is that is that people are it's people who share cultural similarities. Um, but I, it's centrally, it's that you are committed to this place, this sp- particular place, this like a p- piece of dirt. Um, uh-huh. and, and you have connections with each other, not simply because you're just fellow humans, but uh-huh. because you have a history, like an, uh, like a intergenerational history with this place. Uh-huh. So you might connect each other with like national events. Like if your grandfather was in world war II. 
you know, uh, yours was, mine was, whatever. There's that, there's that connection of great events that we've all been a part of. And so this, so it's not like, it's not, it's not, it's not biology. It's not like skin color. It's just people who have, who have a common, very particular uh, history with this people, this place and Uh this nation's like great events that brought Mm -hmm. people together. So the way I see it is that it's like, you're sharing, if, if, uh, if something hits a fan, you know, you're sharing the foxhole and you're doing it because you, you love this place. Mm -hmm. And, uh. So that's so, and that's kind of what I mean. And and the reason I say this is that that means we can we can look around and we can say we are in this together. Like we have to have a sense of like who we are. It's not just yeah. it has to be that that like we we share these characteristics and we want to preserve them together. Mm-hmm. And those are very particular things. Just like Germans are different from French, um, French Texans. are different from British, Texans. Yeah, but, and, and we want to like maintain that because that's really that's part of our cultural like that's mm-hmm. part of who we are. But part of what America is, it has all of that. It has German, it has French, it has African, it has Italian, it has Irish, you know, Texans, yeah, yeah, it yeah, has, yeah. <laughs> them too. But it has ev- all those groups connected. And so when we talk, start talking about mm-hmm. ethne, it, it, yeah, th- it's a lot different than th- thinking about. I can see ethnic as it relates to nations, but we have nations inside of nations. Yeah, yeah. And I think, and this is a problem. Uh, I already know people are going to respond to this book and say, well, how do you apply this to America? And I, I don't yeah. really p- provide a very good uh, way to do that. And uh, it's, it's a, I think it's a legitimate open question. I, I, I have lived in a lot of places in the country, though, and I, I do feel like there, there is actually a lot more kind of unity. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. As I, as I was in the military, and so I lived in a lot of places and, and Don't a lot of people. Don't you think like states' rights kind of help or state um, identities kind of help yeah. with that a little bit? Well, I mean, bit? Just, just take like like take te- like Texans. Uh-huh. Amen. Uh, they love Texas, right? But they're also the Amen. first Come to on, sign Steve. up for the recruiting office the, to, to fight in the – to wear American flag. They're not wearing – a Texan flag on their shoulder when they join the military. It's American. It's a U.S. Yeah. So give it a minute. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> Keep I know. Ba- uh, Biden in there. Yeah, it's yeah, a different. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's yeah. a different issue. But I'm saying, like historically, it was like these guys yeah. who who love Texas. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I, so I went to West Point, and West Point's this place where, uh, uh, like, it's it's uh, it's a lot of different. I, there's a lot of diverse people. Like a lot of people from different states go there. It's not like one yeah. of the, like a diff, typical state school where most people from that state go there. Every, a lot of people yep. go there. Yep. Two of my friends, two of my friends were one was a really self confident New Yorker, and the other one was a very self confident Georgia Georgia guy. Yeah, they were best friends, mm-hmm. and they were very different, but they were still there was still this sense of we're we're Americans. Yeah, so I'm. So, this is one reason why uh, I'm really against. Well, I think I mean just to throw an issue out there is why I'm I'm counting against immigration for this country. Is that the we need to like, stop immigration not because of the sort of people crossing the border, but because the people already here need to sort out who we are. Yeah, like we need. We've to, lost our identity in a lot of ways. Yeah, and ha- how do you yeah. do that? Well, you do it through intermarriage. Uh-huh. You do it through experiencing things together um, locally and nationally uh-huh. and through state uh-huh. and. Th- that requires generations, you know, it yep. requires that, yep. Hey, your grandfather owned that store. My father used to go, or, you know, we yep. used to go there too. Like it requires that sort of thing. But if you have constant people who are arriving, it's yep. a constant process of trying to get those people historically connected as you are. Yeah. And that's why I think that's my big thing. Immigration. So we, like we need to sort out who we are yep. and it takes, 
it it takes. Um, Man, how are you gonna drop a bomb like that when you got to run out of here? I, know, I got one what? question uh, that he's got to go. But um, uh, uh, so what I do? Rick, Rick Baker, <laughs> Rick ba- Baker, kind of tweeted at you about kind of this issue, inter ethnic marriages and so forth. He said, "Okay, yeah, I read your tweets and such. My question is, what way can inter ethnic marriage be sinful relatively?" Um, what does it mean to be relatively sinful? Can you elaborate? And then you you actually respond in the tweet and say, "Hey, explanation is coming in a bit of a retraction coming out early next week." What 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 were you getting at there? Yeah, that, that's a video I, I did with with uh, yeah with Jake. Um, okay, so it's Jake's, oh, Jake's, Jake's, Jake's fault. Yeah, it's Jake's fault. Yeah, Jake's Jake's fault. Jake's okay, Jake's okay. Jake's all right. I mean, I, I could. So I, I could address. You're distancing it. from D- Jake is what. Is <laughs> yeah, what that's right. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't we all? No, it's a, I, but if I could, if I could address that here, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the the uh, the the subject of what, what what was going on in that Twitter exchange, which became unfortunately blasted everywhere, it was it was saying that okay, different cultures are good. It's good to have different cultures, a diversity of cultures. And so I was thinking out loud, thinking, well, what, how do you preserve culture? Like, how does that happen? Mm-hmm. Well, it happens through marriage where you share a common culture and you pass that culture on to your children. I mean, mm-hmm. most of uh, most uh, much of parenting is you just socializing them into the kind of way of life right. of your own yeah. way of life. And so as I was trying to think, I was thinking, well, if there's a good here in like cultural preservation uh, and it requires marriage, th- there seems to be some kind of duty involved. Like there seems to be some kind of, wouldn't there be some kind of expectation that you would kind of marry within people who are similar to like perpetuate that culture? And th- this is when I started thinking morally out loud. Uh, and uh, well, I, then I then it, you don't want to say that any marriage in particular is immoral in itself because uh-huh. that's that's false. So then there must be sort of like a relative must be relatively sinful uh-huh. in some way. And I I sent that out there and just me thinking out loud. And uh, and then that's when people picked up and screenshot and it was, yeah. you know it was very frustrating for me and then other people and a lot of people were offended. Um, and then as I thought through it more, that it's what I actually said doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Uh, and that's because it, I'm not like retracting because I'm, you know, I'm, I offended people, but because I actually no, no, thought I about it. it. Yeah. Like I yeah, thought yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the, and it's, well, let's say that like a culture does kind of degrade from intermarriage from another culture. Well, like who sinned? Like did that marriage sin or did that? That's like, you know, there's like a, thousands of marriages that occur yeah like who sinned uh-huh. and so it just doesn't the, it doesn't make any sense and so um so yeah i, I think that that's false i but but like in, in in my defense i was trying to think of like the mechanism like how how does this how do you how to keep a healthy culture yeah, over how time do you, how over do you generations keep this going uh-huh. and is there a duty involved uh-huh. if there's a duty involved is there a sin that's involved in not following the duty uh-huh and so that's what I was trying to get at. Yeah. I think, you know, there's a, there's a, um, for me, the guideline has always been, and I guess I know you probably agree with me, but I would disagree that there's no such thing as a immoral marriage. I would say the one that, that doesn't uh, marry a, a Christian who doesn't marry another Christian, they have sinned, right? That's, that's right. You're right. supposed to yeah. marry. That would be, that would be that an is, immoral marriage. You married well, an unbeliever. Yeah, but but that would, that would actually be a, a relative sin because it, uh, like what I, what I mean by absolute sin is that, no, it's like an invalid marriage. Right. Yeah. But but okay. um, but you, but, yeah. you, but you guys, I mean, if yeah, it would be a sin, but yeah. you wouldn't want to say, oh, it's not a real marriage. Yeah. Right. You'd say, right. yeah, you guys sinned in marrying, but we're not going to like we're going to break up the covenant. Yeah, but yeah. it was you're sin. still it your was, kids still be holy. I just want to yeah. 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 yeah, like a good Presbyterian, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
uh, that that that's helpful. You know, it seems like to me um, the conversation more on the ethne side of things. I, I get what you're getting at. I I feel like the the antithesis or the the way of talking about it is better to talk about it in let's say in terms of covenant instead of ethne. You know, because we're talking about the covenant people of God. Well, the way to have a good community is, is to covenant with each other, um, and and grow up in those traditions and in those local traditions and that local kind of understanding of who we are as a people. Uh, versus ethne, um, you know. Yeah, I I guess that yeah, your critique is my like the use of terms is confusing, um, and that that's fair. Or I that think, he just disagrees with them. <laughs> no, I, I mean I, I understand about rooting down yeah, having yeah. A people, having a story, having a history with these yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, uh, you know, um, uh, marrying someone kind of in those traditions is I, I, I that all makes sense. But to me, I want to I want to kind of pin everything on on covenant. Um, because that that's a tie that binds in a way that um, uh, you know race, ethne, um, it's, you know, it's that doesn't. Yeah. But, but I, I, what I'm what I'm getting by like ethnicity is it's a, a religion infused one. Um, so you can have religious practices that differ between different groups. Yeah, uh, I've I've mentioned uh, like the Dutch fathers. Um, mm-hmm. The the tradition is for Dutch fathers, as I understand it, for Protestant um, is to read uh read the bible after dinner like every you you, you know you have dinner yep. as a family and then you have a little slot for the bible pull it out and start reading that's yep. like what they did um other people like the press like probably more presbyterians they do more formal family worship yeah anglicans have their things and you know it involves candles just, and all that yeah no. but they, so they have these things and and if if like an anglican married like a presbyterian well, which tradition you follow the covenant like, head okay yeah yeah okay, okay. See, I, I know course. Course. i know yeah. i know what you're saying but i'm saying like yeah there is that, so, but there is a, in that sense, you have two customs and one is, they're contrary to one another. Yep. I mean, I guess you could do both, but. No. Uh, okay. <laughs> who's the husband? <laughs> who's, who's the husband? Who's the husband? Like, okay, I, I know, I yeah, know what I'm saying, yeah. but there is something lost and you actually have, you know, so where you. Something has to shift. Something has yeah. to change. Like you uh-huh. have to choose one or the other. And yeah. that's kind of my point is that if you have the same uh, general kind of, and this isn't just religious life. There's other other aspects of culture too that you pass on. Um, I was talking, and one of the things that this conversation's brought up was like good faith people who are like, yeah, like some one woman said, yeah, I married a, a Greek man, and and she was saying that, yeah, I I feel I, my kids are not going to be Greek, and I, I love the Greek culture, but yeah. because she's not Greek, they're not going to marry Greeks, and it's yeah. like that that culture that he has, the the father, it's going away, is going to eliminate within like two, like one generation. <laughs> it's because he's not a, he's not a strong head. That's why. Well, okay, maybe, I, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get back to that covenant head. I don't know. That's a problem. I'm gonna tell you something. Uh, my culture's so good. I don't care what color my kids are. It's coming through, baby. I'm gonna tell you that right, right now. That's right, baby. If you're single, get ma- oh, so you gotta go buy, go out and buy this book right yeah. now. It's a good book. This, you need this to really read helpful. It. Yeah, 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 absolutely. We need to be working through this. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have you some kids? If you have kids, go baptize them. Until Monday, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight. Laugh and feast. This is Cross Politic. Hey, Stephen, thank you for being here. Yeah, man. thank yeah, you so thank much, you. man. That was good. While God created the world, the morning stars sang together. After God delivered Israel through the Red Sea, Moses and Miriam led the people in singing. God destroyed Israel's enemies under King Jehoshaphat while the choir sang. When Jesus was born, the angels sang. And before going to the cross, he sang. 
God rejoices over us with singing, and one of the only things we know for certain that everyone will be doing in heaven is singing. At New St. Andrews College, we understand that music is not an elective. It is central to our being and identity. We endeavor to train all our students in a joyful and robust musical literacy that will help them shape culture in a Christ-like direction wherever they go. Additionally, we offer the Certificate of Music in conjunction with our bachelor's degree in liberal arts and culture for students who desire extra music training beyond the regular music courses they will take as a part of the core curriculum. In the certificate program, you won't simply appreciate music or listen to it or talk about it. You will do music. You will study it, analyze it, read it, write it, sing it, and play it. You will receive private instruction in your primary instrument as well as secondary lessons in voice, piano, conducting, and other instruments. You will receive a solid foundation in music theory and analysis. You will study music history, church music, and music pedagogy. And when you graduate, you will leave with the ability to sing, play, understand, and steward music in whatever church or community you plant yourself. I'm Dr. David Erb, and this is the Certificate of Music at New St. Andrews College. Home, it's where you build your legacy, where traditions are started, seeds are planted, meals are shared, and stories are told. We are Chris Natalie Carpenter, owners of Story Real Estate, and our team of top agents helps people find homes in Moscow, Idaho, and around the country. Have you thought about a move? Contact us to get connected with a top agent who shares your values and puts your family first. Or reach out to us about our Moscow Relocation Guide. Wherever you're looking to go, we can help you find home. Call us at Story Real Estate or visit us at storyrealestate.com and start building your legacy.